Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 105. Guys, I hope you had a great weekend. I had a great weekend. It was restful. It was like my last weekend not really doing anything. So my wife and I just chilled um, before just weekend after weekend of cray. So it's good cray, but it's going to be busy regardless. So um, also, I wanted to say this now. We're going to say it all week. On Friday, we've got Costin Woodhouse. Woodhouse, that sounds familiar. Yes, it does. It's Mandy's husband. And we're going to be talking all about biblical literacy, how important it is to know the word of God, not just cherry pick. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. That's one that we had to reschedule. Today's one is actually one we had to reschedule as well. Uh, so, uh, but we're, you know, we're determined. So um, I'm really looking forward to that. But the reason why I'm bringing it up, uh, Costin's on Friday is because he's in Australia. So it's going to be at 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern time on Friday. So it's going to be one hour later on Friday. We're going to be making announcements all week and on all of our socials and all that stuff. So you're going to know and you're going to remember. So don't don't worry about forgetting. We're going to help you remember. So um, also we uh, oh. Illumination's awesome. She uh, she helps me remember things that I forget. Um, so both my wife and Illumination are great at this. So kudos to you both. Um, but I was on Mandy Woodhouse's Outrageous Hope podcast, and it went so long that we decided to make it two parts because I'm a talker. Okay, you guys all know that I loved loved chat. Um, so uh, it was really really good. But it was all about what do we do when we face opposition? What do we do when we get a mean spirited comment um, or somebody's being maybe operating in a religious spirit? What do we do? How do we respond? What's the correct and mature way to respond according to scripture? So we dive a little bit into Romans 14, which is crazy convicting because our flesh hates and we just want to like get back at people. So um, it was, it was really good. So we're going to put a link in the description. We'll put it in the stuff we talked about section. Um, but yeah, it's really good. And so it, we kind of broke it up into two parts. So part one, uh, she released last week. And then this week is going to be part two. It's really good. So um, not just because I'm on there. It was just a great back and forth between Mandy and myself. So um, and she's really mature and has had a lot of experience in this area as well. So um, it's great. Okay, speaking of podcasts, you guys, my guest today, uh, some of you might even recognize him. He's got a testimony um, going through, uh, it's a YouTube channel called De De La Fe Testimonies. I hope I said that right. We talked about it before. (laughs) Um, I even wrote it down and I didn't, yeah, whatever. Um, It's there. We put a link in the description to his video, my guest's video, both of his. He has just um, it, it was just, I was like, wow, dude. Um, so my sister reached out to me and she was like, you got to have this guy on your show. So, um, I watched it and I was like, I concur. Yes. So, um, he is an evangelist in Northern Virginia with a focus on becoming a manifest son of God, helping addicts and those suffering with mental illness, um, get freedom through Jesus. So, um, he is also the host of the Farewell to the Surface podcast. 
Let's give it up for my guest today, Joshua Zatkoff. Welcome to the show. What's going on, man? Hey, Thank you man. for having me. Yeah, absolutely. De, say it, de, de la fe, de la fe. De la fe. De la fe. De la fe. Yeah, yeah, so in the stuff we talked about section, everybody, there are two links to two videos. We're going to be talking about a lot of what you detailed in some of the, in those videos, but, um, you know, it, it'll just give you a little, maybe you'll get a little bit more details between right. those two, but anyways, go there, subscribe. That guy's doing some great work, just, uh, releasing people's testimonies of how Jesus totally rocked their world. So, um, Joshua, why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself? Cause you're a new face around here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my name is Josh. Um, I'm 30 years old. I just turned 30. So I'm feeling old now. Right. But, um, <laughs> I'm from Northern Virginia, born and raised in Northern Virginia. Um, I got radically saved, uh, by Jesus in jail in 2017. And since then I've, uh, put most of my focus in just outreach, uh, street evangelism and, um, you know, just learning the love of the father, learning how to, to give the love of the father and, and, um, you know, I have a, a beautiful wife and two children, uh, 11 and one. And so, you know, just on this journey with the Holy Spirit and, Amen. you know, trying to keep up. Amen. <laughs> um, okay. And then I, I'm curious, man, like, um, cause obviously you had um, a battle with addiction, you know, in the past and was there ever, what was your outlook on God growing up? Was it, you know, especially when you were in the, the height of addiction, was it man, forget God, or did you always believe? Because I know there's some people who are in the throes of addiction right now who do believe, but they just can't get free. So I'm just curious. No, I always knew there was a God, uh, but I definitely was, I believed in more of like the universe. You know what mm. I mean? I, my my belief of God was very much of a new age type of belief. I was into Buddhism at one point. Uh, growing up, I didn't give it too much thought, but once I was like, you know, in my later teens and stuff like that, it was more of a, a Buddhist understanding. Um, I knew there was something. Uh, I didn't necessarily attribute it to like a person or like Jesus right. or, you know what I mean? I thought it was like energy and I, I thought it was kind of like whatever you think is going to happen is what's going to happen. You yeah. know what I mean? And so that, but I definitely knew there was something out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And then you were raised Ruth, Russian Orthodox, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Yeah, no, I was baptized Russian Orthodox. My okay. dad was raised Russian Orthodox, but it wasn't, uh, you know, like I went to church as a kid, um, but it wasn't like, you know, we didn't even pray at home. We didn't read the Bible, nothing mm -hmm. like that. We'd pr say grace over dinner and, and, you know, I'd say the Lord's prayer before I went to sleep. Um, but once I was old enough to like stay home alone. It, it, that was about it. My parents didn't, you know, indoctrinate me or anything like that. And I, yeah. you know, I'm grateful for that, to be honest with you, you know? Yeah, really? Okay. Well, let's get into it, man, because obviously we titled this Jesus and psychedelics, and there's a lot of people who are curious, uh, you know, I, I, let's just jump right in and we'll just, I'll let you just tell you, you're, you're great. Honestly, you're a great storyteller and how you tell how you went through what you went through and how God got a hold of you. So um, obviously you had a history with psychedelics, which is a big issue amongst, you know, many people. Um, mm -hmm. so let's just jump right in. You have a history prior to Jesus with psychedelics. Correct. Correct. Um, so I got into drugs pretty young around 12. I started smoking weed. Um, but with psychedelics, I think the first time I did them, it was mushrooms. And I was, I was, I think 15, I think I was 15 years old. And I think I did acid and mushrooms like within the same like month. But uh, with the mushrooms, I remember it just completely 
rocked my world in the sense of like it being so much more uh, of an extreme experience and so much more of like a, a surreal, just mind altering, just it, it just completely shifted my perspective. And and when I you know started smoking weed, weed felt like the missing piece to my life. You know what I mean? And yeah, like it was like, oh, this is the missing puzzle piece. And so for you, I, you know, I had to have weed. But when I did mushrooms, it felt like, oh, this is the next missing piece. You know what I mean? It was like, this is the this is really what I've been missing. And so um, I had just a you know very intense experience on it just you know couldn't stop laughing felt all this you know joy i thought at the moment and and you know and so i got pretty hooked into it and then i went into a a rehab for like a year and and in that rehab i got um i I got into buddhism there and so i'm 16 getting into buddhism meditating reading buddhist books and really what it did was it kind of like solidified my belief in, in psychedelics because what i was uh reading and what i was learning was very much aligned with uh the revelations that were coming to me mm-hmm. while i was on psychedelics you know what i mean and so from 16 up until 25 uh i had just i i do mushrooms i did acid and dmt um yeah. and you know over the years it'd be like sporadic use it might be a couple months and i would do it you know every week or you know uh whatever it would, it would be like a lot of use at once it'd like a binge use and then i wouldn't do it for you know a year maybe and and so you know with uh psychedelics and the reason i share this and this is why because i know that people in the psychedelic community the people that take psychedelics i understand like the the way that they think or the way that i used to think about um having bad trips about um like when i'm about to share this experience and I understand that, like, that a lot of people think, like, oh, you had a bad experience because um, something in your soul was damaged, or you know, you needed healing, and, and the you know the, the medicine was showing you what needs to be dealt with. It was your ego needs to die, um, or people are gonna think that I just didn't never done it before, and just you know what I mean. So it's like we can't take this kid serious because he's never really done them. He just lost his mind. And so the reason I, I share is that, you know, I've tripped many, many times and uh, I've never had a bad trip in my life. You know what I mean? Like, there, and and I don't say this in any type of way other than to say, like, you know, like I used to shoot up acid. I used to, you know what I mean? Like, I, it was mm-hmm. such a part of my life at certain points yeah. that I could shoot up acid and go like carry on conversations and, you know, go live in the world and you wouldn't even wow. know that I was high unless you, re- yeah. you know what I mean? And so is that just uh, through were, like repeated use? Yeah, I mean, just just getting used to it because it was it was a certain type of like mindset that I I figured out like how to function on it, and you know what I mean. And and I wouldn't say that I could you know would uh, be sober acting, but if you talk to me long enough, you'd probably know I was you know tripping. But it was like I did I never freaked out, you know what I mean. Okay, and yeah. and in the sense of like I was in the most broken places of my life. You know what I mean? My soul was, you know, I was suicidal. I was depressed. So why didn't I have any bad trips then? Why didn't, you know, I experience anything evil? Everything right. I experienced was good. Uh, what I gathered from it was, you know, love is the answer. It gave me conviction of how I was living my life. It showed me these these little sprinkles of truth that uh, basically continued to lead me into it because I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, this is true. I do, you know, I do need to work on this. And it would show me things about myself and about the world. And and I think one of the main things 
that it really crushed was this sense of like, you know, ego and having these ego deaths you hear people talk about yeah. in the materialistic world. You know what I mean? Like, oh, these things don't matter. It's about love. Yeah. It's about, you know. Mm -hmm. And so um, I definitely had my fair share of experiences with mushrooms, with acid and, and DMT was one that um, definitely rocked my world. That was one I had done a few times. And that one, I had actual encounters with with light beings. Uh, yeah, that's really and, interesting. I've yeah, heard that and, from other people too that have done psychedelics. Yeah, and and the thing that was interesting about it was that these light beings in 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 one of the trips I had, I had seen them drag my body into the room, like it like I'm I'm here, I'm watching these light beings fill my room. My whole entire reality shifted. And I see them at one point and, and, you know, they feel comforting, loving towards me. They're telling me, relax, like we got you. And they're speaking all this stuff to me telepathically. And then I see my body get dragged into the room and I knew yeah. I was dead when I seen it. And oh, they wow. basically told me, if you keep getting high, this is what's going to happen. And so I said to say, like, they were trying to lead me what seemed like down a good path. They're telling me, get sober, stop doing, you know, heroin and these hard drugs. Um, but the thing about it was that afterwards, I could never, you know, retain the light. I could never, you know, keep that. And mm -hmm. I ended up having a suicide attempt, you know, a month or two after that experience. And so it's like, you know, they would take me up. And then a week or two later, I'm crashing even harder and going deeper into depressions. And, and so it was this roller coaster ride of up and down, up and down. And I thought, like, you know, what, I just need to have an experience uh, that lasts like a perma trip and just permanently stay in this mindset. Interesting, and, yeah. And, um, and so, you know, it was, it was definitely like a roller coaster and it, it showed me a lot of things. Like, I mean, it definitely opened my mind up, you know, there's definitely was truth in there. And like I said, in my, my other interview, it was just enough truth to keep me bound. You know what I mean? Or just enough lies to keep me bound, just enough truth to, um, you know, keep me going. Cause it's like, mm -hmm. Oh, this is good. Something good came from when you keep going down the road. And right. um, so, yeah, that's, you know, that's most of what my experience was from it, you know? Well, so. and I think that's really enlightening too, to like people who don't understand. I've dude, I've never done drugs ever. Like, you know, yeah. so for me, it, it, like listening to your testimonies, like it, it gave me more understanding and then obviously kind of coupled with other people I know who've done psychedelics of the why behind people are so attracted to this because I've heard from other people that, and I mean, from your experience, it sounds very similar that psychedelics might be slightly different than other drugs and that it almost makes the, the veil between the corporeal realm and the spirit realm thinner. Um, but it's through a synthetic means, right? It's like you have to take something in order for that to happen versus pressing into the father and having those experiences via that, you know, so. For sure. For sure. I, I think it's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, uh, you're, you're, you're a person, you go rob a bank, you got a lot of money versus someone that worked hard for their money. Yeah. It's, it's like an illegal access to the spirit realm and you're just kicking open the door. Like, yeah, I'm here. And um, I think because people's spirits, their spirit mans are, are, were dead in sin mm -hmm. or um, you're, you're, you're not aware um, you're, they just take advantage of that. And so I always tell people if I'm like, let's say I'm, you know, I, I kidnap kids or something, I'm not going to lure you with danger. I'm going to lure you with something good. If I, my, my, my goal is to get you to the end of the road so I can kill you down there. I don't mind giving you a hundred dollar bill, the first 10 yards, the next 40 yards, giving you more, you know, yeah. 
if, if the enemy's goal is to kill our soul and take our soul, he doesn't mind giving you something good every now and then yeah, to good. keep you hooked. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Okay. So, um, obviously, you know, you'd gotten into psychedelics. Um, what was your coming to Jesus moment? Cause there's something that happened after you came to Jesus, but yeah. How was, how was that process of coming to the Lord when you're in the midst of this addiction? So I ended up in 2017, I ended up homeless. Um, basically, you know, it was like, I came to the end of my road, everything crashed around me. I lost a job, wrecked two cars, um, and ended up homeless in the span of like a couple of weeks. It was just like, boom, boom, boom. And, um, and so I ended up homeless. And, and in that time, I actually was dating a girl whose, whose mom was a Christian. She would kind of talk to me about God and, uh, there was like a couple of people, like even one of the people I was homeless with actually is a good friend of mine still that um, he would always talk about God. He's homeless. You know, he wasn't necessarily, li you know, living the best, but he he really had faith and he would always talk to me about God and stuff. And so there were things that started happening. And one of those things was I had an overdose where I, uh, I, I overdosed in the woods. And when I came to, I was in another, like another world. It was like a dream state, but it was extremely real. Um, everything was heightened, all my senses, everything. And it was a, a long path. It was like a door, a path to a doorway. And there was demons on my left, demons on my right. And, uh, I was following one and it had it like a hood up, like a cloaked, you know, like a hood and I'm following it down this path. But because I'm so wrapped up in my surroundings, I'm not even paying attention to why I'm following it. You know what I mean? I'm just looking around mm. and it's automatically following it. And we get to this big door and it says one more step. You're almost there. And it turns around and it was this ugly demon like smiling at me. And I said, oh, hell no. And I turned around. Yeah. And when I turned around, I, I woke up in a pool of sweat and I was Whoa. back. Yeah. And so I had um, that happened. And then this lady came up to me and I'm, and mind you, I actually was going to church. So for a year, uh, I wasn't going at this point, but I, I, I got locked up for 18 months in 2015, 2016. Uh, most of that year I was going to church, like not like probably three times a month I'm going to church. And it was kind of, it was kind of like an escape almost. It was like the one day, uh, you know, a week I could not be a drug addict and, could, mm -hmm. you know, pretend to like, and it, and I was actually crying out for God at the time. And I didn't really take it serious. So I didn't think like, I didn't expect him to show up and he wasn't showing up at that time in a way I could perceive at least. And so nothing's changing, but I'm, I'm like calling out to Jesus. And, uh, and so I'd, I mean, I'd be on my way to go get drugs and be like, Jesus help me. Mm -hmm. And um, so anyways, I'm at, I stopped going to church at this point for, you know, months. And, uh, I go to work at uh, TGI Fridays one day and this lady comes up to me and she just, she says, Hey, uh, God says you need to see him. And I'm like, yeah, I know. How do I get in touch with them? You know, you know, like I was like, like yeah, yeah, I do, I do need it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so the next week I went to an AA meeting and it was at a church and I, and something just led me to like, leave. like, I just didn't feel like being there. And I walked out the room and something just like, I just felt led to go in the chapel and no one was there obviously. And, and, and I go in there and I just kind of stood in front of the altar and I was like, Hey God, I'm here. Hmm. What's up? I heard you want to talk to me. I want to talk to you. Like, you know, and, and nothing happened. I sit down at a, a pew, I open a Bible and I just read the page. And so that's that I leave. Well, a week later I do literally the exact same thing, except this time I'm reading and halfway through the, the page, I realized I read it before and I realized it was Psalm 18. It was the same thing that I read the, the week before. Yeah. So that really like 
I was like, yo, that's that's a little crazy. You know, what are the chances of that? Right. And um, and so I had I had another experience where I, I was in Pennsylvania. This was about a week later and um, a week or two later, something like that. And, and this was all within like a month about. And so I go to Pennsylvania and long story short, I'm 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 sleeping basically in in a bed with my uncle in the basement of my grandparents house. And uh, there was like two couches and a mattress in the middle connecting them. So like um, we're watching TV. He's asleep. I'm falling asleep. And you know that state where you before you fall asleep, like the, it's like those last moments where you're conscious. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget it. The show American Pickers was on. And so my eyes are closed. And all of a sudden, these guys voices change into like demonic voices. Maybe, you know, you like chopped and screwed music or something. They change into voices like that. And they start talking about me. They're like, his name's Josh. He's from Virginia. We need to destroy him. And I'm bugging out like this is not happening right now. But I know wow. it's happening. Did your eyes and, open at that point? Well, so I go to open my eyes and I couldn't. I'm in sleep paralysis. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so I don't know how much you know, you know about that, but I'm in sleep paralysis. I couldn't move. Wow. And then at the same time, I feel like things are trying to get inside of me. Like I'm, I'm shaking, trying to get off the bed. Like things are trying to possess me. It felt like, and, and in the sleep state, I like, I guess fight and wiggle out of the bed. And I didn't, wasn't even aware I was screaming. I guess I wake up the whole house. They come downstairs. My grandma's like, what's going on? And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. And, and, and go, and you know, I'm trying to go back to sleep. When I go to go back to sleep, all of a sudden, like these, these voices are telling me kill my uncle. And I'm Dude. like, yeah, like, you know, cause Whoa. I'm like, what? But they're like, it's, it's while I'm denying doing it while I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. I find myself getting up to like standing over him and I'm like, no, no, this is crazy. What am I doing? But I'm like moving to do this thing. And I'm like, what is, and, and I start moving my hands towards his like head and his eyes pop open and I'm standing over him. I can't, I can only imagine how he felt, you know, you, you know what I mean? Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, what are you doing, Josh? You know? And like, yeah, I'm like, I don't know. And he gets up and like goes in another room and I go to sleep and that's that. But so this happens and now we're, we're basically, you know, I'm, I've been homeless at this point. I'm at my end. I'm done. I know that like either I'm going to die or some, some miracle is going to happen. I don't know how, I don't know from where, but basically I, I was going to go to a detox program and I was like, I'm going to get high one more time. And I hadn't been doing heroin at the mo that time for like a couple months. I was doing Suboxone to like try to get off it. Okay. So I go, I'm in a hotel room and I had the, this, this amount of heroin that basically it was too much to do at once. And I knew it. I was like, I'm an overdose. My tolerance is low. I shouldn't do this. But I was like, if I, if I, you know, just do half of it or whatever, the other amount won't get me high tomorrow. Kind of right. thing. Like, I was like, you know what? And I was also at the, this place where I was like, I don't really care if I die, to be honest with you. You know, so I, uh, I put, I, I started loading the needle and everything. And I say, Lord, I say, I don't know what you expect from me. Like, this is all I know. Like, I'm like, I've been crying out to you. I asked you for help. Like, I'm done. I'm tired of this. And I said, I don't know what else you expect from me. This is all I know. Forgive me. And I start saying the Lord's Prayer while I'm loading the needle. Tie my arm. I put the needle in my arm. I say, you know, I finish the prayer and do the shot. As soon as I do it, I know that I'm going to overdose because I had overdosed before. And there's this feeling. It feels like death is it coming on you, you know? And is it I like knew. dread or is it like... um. It's hard to explain. It's it it is a bit of like a fear. It's like an yeah. understanding that like 
oh, I just did something and you know you're out of, like, you don't have control over it. Like, you yeah. feel like you just blast it off into space and you're out of, you know, like, and, okay. and it's, a, it's a moment. It's hard to explain. And, huh. and I, but I felt that before. So I get up and I run out the room. And next thing I know, I'm in the back of an ambulance and uh, they're, you know, telling me I overdosed and whatnot. And and so I, I get arrested because I had a needle and, and you know, paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. And so I'm in jail and I'm going through detox and holding cell for five days. They have me on suicide watch and I'm crying out to God. And I basically just told him, I want to be a good boy. I'm tired of this. Mm-hmm. And I go to a Christian program and I was about to leave the program because it was just like, they, they were waking me up early, all this stuff. And, and um, one of my friends actually was like, dude, it'll get better. And, and around the same time I have this voice telling me it, cause it wasn't me. It was this random thought. Why don't you just try? And it was like, you know what? Like, I don't feel like going back to the regular pods. I don't want to be around those people. Um, what do I got to lose? And, you know, and they had coffee there. So I'm like, you know, and, and, and uh, <laughs> we could watch movies, or, you know, on, on the laptop and stuff. So I'm like, all right. So within, uh, oh, so I'm sitting on, like, right when I kind of made that decision in my heart, like, I'm mm-hmm. going to try in this thing. This dude comes up to me, though, sleeping next to me. And it was this quiet time. He comes up to me. He says, hey, man, he's like, you want a Bible? And, and I'm like, sure, why not? So he gives me the Bible. I open it up, start reading, and Psalm 18. And that was like kind of the like a, a nail in my coffin almost, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm reading this like, this is wild. I'm in, God. I was like, I didn't understand anything. And I wasn't like, I don't even think at that moment I had been saved or, or born again. But I said, something's here. I'm going to find it. And so I started like reading the Bible. Uh, I started list. They would have speakers come in. I would listen. I'd ask questions, um, and you know, I would, I would try to participate. And, and within about two weeks, there was no moment. It wasn't like a moment. It was a. So all of a sudden, one day, I was like looking at myself and didn't recognize myself. That's the best way I can explain it. It was like all of a sudden, one day, I realized like, oh wow, I'm not reading the Bible because I'm supposed to right now. I, I want to. Dude, yeah. And it was like I would be talking to guys and they'd be like making dirty jokes or, you know, talking about women and drugs. And I would feel this ick in my stomach, you know, like I don't want to be a part of this anymore. And I'd get up and and walk away. And I remember one day I went to like I was involved in one of these conversations. I went to like make a a joke with like add to the joke. And I felt such a conviction and not only conviction. I was like, this isn't me. I felt like I was trying to be somebody I wasn't. Interesting. And I was like, I kind of like sat back and was like, something's happening. Like, you're changing something. Something's wrong. I'm having people come up to me like, dude, what happened to you? Like, you know, like there was, so other people are now coming up to me, like noticing something. And then really the, so like the, the finished, like really what happened was I would start praying and I started to feel like peace. I'm still going through withdrawals. So I have eight years over my head. My life is over. I'm in the basically the worst position of my entire life, but I have more joy than I ever had. Mm-hmm. And I had a peace that didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just like the Bible said, it's like, yep. it didn't make That's sense to me. Yep. <laughs> so, so now I'm like, okay, this is real. And it just, it was almost like getting in a, in a roller coaster. Now it's just like blast off. Like yeah. the next month and a half, all I was doing was reading the Bible, praying, worshiping, just you know what I mean? And I was mm-hmm. just like, this is crazy. My life is, mm-hmm. is changed. And so I, I get out and go to a halfway house. I wasn't even supposed to get out. That was another part of it. Um, and so I get, I get into a halfway house and, and it just took off from there. I instantly like, cause so I was actually watching the movie Holy ghost in there 
This is after I had been like born again. I watch Holy Ghost and I see them praying for people in the street. And it was like every cell in my body lit on fire. Bro, like I'm watching this and it was like, I mean, I'm even feeling it a little bit right now. Every cell in my body just was like, ding, 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 ding. Wow, dude. Like, this is what you're here for. Yeah. And I was like, I was. I went to my bunk and I was like, God, if you get me out of here. I was like, I know I don't deserve it. You don't owe me anything. <laughs> if you get me out of here, God, I was like, I'm praying for every person I see. I don't mm, care. Love that. And uh, and it was actually crazy. I, I'm trying to, I, I, I know we have other stuff to talk about, but I actually want to talk about Yeah, this. you're good, man. Um. So actually, this was my test because I'm in this little pod and I'm going to, to court for bond. And I am and I was like, this is my real test. Now I'm around all the other inmates in this program. Everyone's trying to, you know, walk with God. If they're not, they're at least pretending they are. So they stay in the program. Right. Yeah. I'm in the holding cell and it's like 15 dudes. We're going to court and uh, they're all talking about guns and drugs and, you know, what you, what people talk about in jail. And yeah. um, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, God, this is my moment. What do I do? What do I do? <laughs> And I, and I just heard, just pray. So I stood up and I said, Hey guys, I said, we're all going to court today. I said, can we pray? You know? And they're like, yeah. And this was the first time I really saw the power of prayer outside of my, my personal life. Mm -hmm. And what happened was all of a sudden I prayed and everyone's like, cool, cool. Thanks, bro. Like, um, but the whole conversation shifted. Now everyone started talking about God and, and just like different things. Wow, dude. And one dude ends up, I'm talking to him, I'm preaching at him. He ends up like giving his life to Jesus and telling him like, like saying a sinner prayer or whatever. And, you know, and, and, and like, is like, no, I'm trying to, you know, do better. And this dude had like 12 felonies. Like this is the okay. day, this is a day before Christmas. He was not getting a bond. And um, we go to court. Every single person in that room got a bond. And I remember telling like yeah. God, I'm like, Lord, give him a bond, like so he knows that this is real kind of thing. You know, I was like, look out yeah. for him. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire Podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. He gets a bond and after court, he's literally bawling in my arms, dude. Oh, dude. He's in my arms like crying, like and I'm like, my heart just got so wrecked. Um yeah. seeing that. And um, so after that point, it was just it was just off to the races. So when I got off out, it was like it, it, I just started praying for people, man, telling yeah. people Jesus loves them. Any, you know, just learning, just learning, yeah. you know, and, and so it took off from there. And that's basically how, how it happened. Mm, dude, I love that, man. That's I'm sure you were just like, oh, my gosh, like what was happening too? you're like, dude, yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because you're sure. stepping out, you know. You're stepping out. Yeah. You're like, this is my moment. And then you see the fruit of that. Sometimes you do step out and you don't see the fruit of that. But you know, oh, yeah. it's always cool. It's always awesome when <laughs> when you do. Oh, definitely. So, definitely. Yeah. Okay. So you you came to Jesus, but something else happened mm -hmm. afterwards. Talk about that. Yeah. So I'm I'm on this walk. I'm um living living right. You know what I mean? Like God's just sins are just falling off. My addiction, I, I, you know, it was gone supernaturally. By the time I left jail, I wasn't dealing with depression, bipolar, addiction. All that stuff was gone. So now it was like God started tweak, you know, zooming in. So I'm, I'm ridding myself of things, being consecrated. I'm growing in God. I'm, I'm, you know, things are going well. And I, but I'm like, I'm, I'm treating evangelism like a part time job, because I wasn't really working. The way that my schedule was set up was like, uh. I was working like once or twice a week, just enough to pay for this halfway house. And so I had all this free time. I'd, I'd pray and then I'd go out and evangelize. And that's what I was doing. And so I spent just 
a lot of time, a lot of time doing that. And um, so I would say about two, two and a half years into this, um, I started getting frustrated. And, and, and the reason I got frustrated, there was a lot of things. And I always feel like when I explain it, I miss something. But basically, in a nutshell, um, part of it was that there were so many people I was seeing, like, call on Jesus. And I was leading all these people through sinner prayers. And then, you know, but trying to disciple them would never happen. It's like, mm. yeah, Jesus, this moment happened. And then they're like, it was like they weren't, it wasn't continuing. Right. And so I, it started out with, like, prayers of, like, God, what's going on? Why aren't these people being born again like what is what's the missing ingredient why is it like a year later there's they're back in the same position a week later two days later whatever it is when i have the opportunity to follow up with them i'm not seeing fruit in that you know and um and so it's like why do people not have this experience like i had more often like you know what i mean it was like god like what i felt like i was doing this stuff and god wasn't doing his part you know what I mean? And and obviously I know looking back, this is pride, but in, in the moment you're like, this doesn't make sense. And, and, you know, and then talking to other people that seem to have flourishing lives and seem to have peace and seem to have these things that I'm saying, you have to come to Jesus for this stuff. And so they would be like, no, nah, I got it. You know, and especially in like the new age and, and stuff like that. And, and mm-hmm. so just over time, right. You hear crazy stories that of just talking to people. It's like, my I started to question more and more. And it wasn't a question of is Jesus real? It was more of a question of like, is there more of ways? Like, Jesus, I know you're real, but am I sure that like this is really the only way? Like, maybe yeah. I you know, maybe like you say, you know, you came to save the lost, maybe, you know, and you came for the sick. Maybe you just saved me because I was sick and other people don't really need the physician, you know? Mm. Like I started just questioning, and then yeah. I seen this this YouTube video about. Uh, early Christians taking mushrooms and, you know, Exodus 16 talking about the the manna from heaven was mushrooms. And, and for oh, whatever wow. reason, it 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 didn't like I didn't believe it necessarily, but it hooked me in enough to where I started to question. Yeah. And so I started thinking back on all my psychedelic experiences. And I was like, you know what, what if I wasn't an addict and did those things? What if, um, you know, I was in a better state when I did them? And I'm thinking, I'm like, man, they really did teach me a lot. They did change me. I felt like I grew in certain areas. Um, and so I'm I'm looking at all these like pros that I had seen from my experience with psychedelics. And I'm like, maybe, you know, maybe like if I'm with Jesus now, like we're good, we're, we're one. Right. I'm like, so maybe like, cause I'm starting to feel like there's something missing again. Like I'm missing a piece of the puzzle again. And cause I'm just frustrated with evangelism. I'm frustrated mm-hmm. with prayer and stuff at times. I'm things were just not, fitting like they were the first two years and i'm like maybe it's jesus and like what if i take these and then like these two come together yeah maybe that's like of of best of both worlds quote unquote right yeah so i'm like okay maybe if i mix these that will give me the the real answer i've been missing interesting and so that was a seed that was just planted there didn't of course how satan works man (laughs) yeah he's an idiot but yeah smart yeah. 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 So it, it laid there for, you know, a couple months. And um basically I was at a friend's house one night and and 
he's someone you know one of my my old friends and you know who i loved and and i would you know hang out with him here and there and the main reason i would hang out with him is because he had a studio i'd go record my music over there and you know just check on him and and i always was the type of person even to this day i'm a little more boundaries with it now but i've always been the type of person where when it comes to like my older friends i leave the door open enough to where i can still reach them and they could still come to me mm-hmm. um because I see, I'd rather it have and have the opportunity still open, um, rather than just like Jesus them out and have a old permanent wall up kind of thing, right. you know. Yeah. Um, yep. And so that's kind of how I've looked at it. And so, anyways, I, I would go over there to record, and one night I, I go over there, and he he dumps out a bag of mushrooms, like a you know backpack of these little chocolates. And so I guess I was like just looking at him, and and he kind of said something like along the lines of like. Yeah, bro, you have them if you want. Like, you know, they're 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 cool. Like, whatever. And and he had just like got introduced to the mushrooms, and I already knew, you know. So I'm like, I already know, you know. Um, and he, you know, so I'm sitting there looking at them. They're just laying there, and, and eventually, a couple minutes go by. I'm like, you know what? Internally, I'm like, you know what, God? Like, I'm tired of questioning. Like, I'm tired of having this like fear of it, and I'm tired of like, I just want to know, like. Mm-hmm. You know, like if 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 I'm wrong, then I'm wrong, and you know I repent and and we're good, kind of thing. That's kind of how it was. But I was like, I just want to know, Lord. Like my intention isn't to try to get high. Like I I want to go into the spirit realm because I'm thinking, all right, now that I'm spiritually aware, like that now that I'm alive spiritually and my spiritual senses are open and and stuff like that, um, I'm like maybe it will take me to another place. Like the shrooms didn't before because I was not spiritually built up, right? So I'm right. thinking. Yeah, so I'm thinking now that I'm spiritually built a little bit, maybe that was that help, right? So I'm I'm like, all right, I'm I'm gonna take them. I'm doing it. So I take the whole thing, uh, and it was like three point five grams, and you know I had taken like nine grams of shrooms before. It was I think the most eight or nine grams. Okay, and yeah. so, so like, it wasn't had, like a heavy. It wasn't a heavy dose. No, I think I in my I mean at least when I was introduced to shrooms, like that was the the normal dose. Like that's what you take to have a trip. Like if you take one gram or two grams, it's like more of a just head high kind of thing. But three and a half is like where you'll trip, right? And then you okay. can go up from there. And um, so but I had taken you know more than that and that amount multiple times. And so I take them about twenty minutes in, and uh, I'm feeling good. Like there, you know, there's a little bit of anxiety. I feel it like in my stomach you start to feel them in your stomach like start digesting it start, it can make you kind of anxious or nauseous sometimes people throw up um but i start feeling them kick in and i'm you know i'm in my i know that psychedelics are a head game i know it's all about perspective i know it's all about your setting you know so i'm in a comfortable situation someone i know someone i trust i'm in a you know good mood for the most part i you know i'm, I'm good so mm-hmm. i'm, I'm a, like going into this hey man play some music like you know and uh my boy's like, Hey, uh, do you want to go to the bar with these guys? They want to go. And I kind of looked at him like, what? Like, dude, you know what I just, I just ate mushrooms. Why would I yeah, go to the bar? No, bro. <laughs> you know? In the past I would have though, you know, but like, I'm right. like, I'm trying to have a spiritual experience and you uh-huh. know, looking back, that was definitely not the place to do it. But at that time I was like, I'm trying to chill. And, um, so he's like, well, I'm gonna go. Are you good? You can stay here. And I was like, sure. You know why? And, and so I remember he looked at me and he was like, all right, I'm going to go. 
And when he got up and left, it was like, as soon as he walked out the door, it was like, I felt individual demons walking into the room. And so like he walks out and then all of a sudden, cause like I said, I'm spiritually aware. I know what the presence of, of a demon feels like. I know, you know, and so like the same thing that I'd encounter in sleep paralysis or um, during warfare times I've had demonic encounters, you know, when I was saved and going through warfare and stuff, I feel that come in the room. Okay. So I know I'm not high. Like, I'm like, this is okay. This is that. This is here right now. So now my mind goes into like, nah, we're not doing that. I'm Jesus. I'm going to focus on good things, on God. He loves me. And, you know, I'm telling myself all this stuff, right? But it doesn't go away. It's like it's it's getting darker and darker. And I go in the bathroom. And I'm like, I look in the mirror and I'm like talking to myself. And I smile and laugh. And I'm like, Josh, you ate mushrooms. Like you can't die from mushrooms. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's not something you overdose on. You know what I mean? You can get, have a really, really bad trip, high trip, whatever, long trip, whatever, but like you can't die on these things. And the moment I say that and turn around, I hear a voice and it's God saying, who says I can't stop your heart at any moment I want? Like whenever I want, I can stop your heart. And the thing is, is it wasn't a, it wasn't a condemning or threat. He was saying, do you understand that like this isn't science keeping you alive. It, yeah. You know what I mean? Like your heart can just stop. How many people just die in the middle of the night? How many people just, you know what I mean? Crazy things happen. So mm-hmm. he was reminding me, your life is in my hand. Like, dude, what do you mean you can't die? Like, <laughs> you know, you, you can die whenever so did, I want. You. Did you hear that audibly or was it just you? You heard no, the spirit? no, it was it was the same way I've heard the Holy Spirit and, you know, throughout my walk and the same way I heard him, you know, when when he told me, you know, why don't you just try? It's it was a cross thought. It's like yep. your mind and then poof, it hits you. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, and and it was clear. And so when he said that, I was like, oh, man, you screwed up, Josh. And I'm trying, like, I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to go into panic mode, but I go into humble yourself and repent mode, you know? And yeah. so I'm like on my knees and I'm like, Lord, I made a mistake. Forgive me. And, you know, at this moment, I'm thinking like, I'm repent, like I'm done. I learned my lesson. We're good. But then it hits me, Josh, you just ate these. Like, this is like a, a six, five, six hour thing. Oh, wow. That long. Yeah. I mean, I say like, it's intense probably for like four, you know, four hours, but you feel it for good five, eight hours, you know? And so I'm like, Oh no, like this just started, but what's going to (laughs) happen? And, and when I'm thinking that I'm saying, God, forgive me, I'm repenting, but I'm feeling uh, darkness can start consuming me and pressing on me. Like it was almost like a weight on my chest. Like, like I'm getting squished in between it. And I'm, and I would, I would pray and be like, you know, hallelujah, have mercy. And it would feel like I would stay. It wasn't a good feeling, but I would stay in a, a position. And then if I stopped though, because I'm like, I'm, I can't do this. Like either he forgives me or he doesn't forgive me. Like, you know, like I, sh- you know, I don't have to beg for God to forgive me kind of thing. I'm like, Lord, forgive me. I made a mistake, but now I'm, I'm here. I'm just going to forget about it. Put my mind on good things and move forward. Um, but when I did that, it didn't get better. Hmm. Uh, I couldn't ignore it, dude. It was like, it was so like, dude, I know what this presence is. This isn't, this isn't me tripping right now. And this isn't me high imagining things. This is a demon presence. And, yeah. you know, and it was crazy because my friend had in his rooms, uh, some, this person would like draw him pictures and he hung some of them. And I look over one of the pictures has like a pentagram, you know, and I you see go. that and I'm like, dude, I got to get out. You're like, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, good. <laughs> and like, I'm, you know, I'm kind of like, 
explaining it but in the moment this wasn't like me laughing you know this was like right dude i gotta get out of here what am well, i doing? well i think you're pretty freaked out at this point oh yeah i'm, I'm freaked yeah. out and i definitely was aware that this wasn't the right move and um yeah. but i'm also still trying to to move into a positive place like i'm still like i yield to the experience i'm let go like just you know like i'm doing all the things that i did in my prior life mm -hmm. with psychedelics that always worked like i said i never had a bad experience never and also on shrooms you don't hallucinate like like you see things wave you you know what i mean it's not like you don't see just like oh there's a bunny rabbit like you don't you know what i mean it's like so i wasn't high high at this point but i'm feeling it get more intense and so anyways i start feeling myself like it was like feeling like a pool on my spirit, like I'm like wanting to go out of my body. And it's kind of just like, it's, it's all chaotic. That's the best way I can explain it. It's, it's chaotic at this point. I'm just like, like kind of hyperventilating, freaking out a little bit, but I'm mm -hmm. trying to keep calm. I call my wife. I'm she's on the way back from dinner from DC or whatever. And I'm like, Hey, can you come pick me up? She doesn't know what's going on. I didn't tell her. <sighs> so when I get in the car, I'm in like in, in a panic, you know what I mean? And and it was more of a panic of just not being able to ignore what was obviously around me and that I had given it legal access, like that I, I stepped into this willingly. And so I'm in the car and at this, it was like, as soon as I got in the car, um, it was like, if we're talking right now and all of a sudden, like you just went to sleep and went into a dream that like you just like, it wasn't like I was closing my eyes, relaxing. It was like, I felt just, something um, literally just tug on my spirit. And next thing I know, I would like be limp, like unconscious. And I'd be, I was in another realm. It was like a, you oh know, a God. dream realm, but yeah. again, very real, yeah. very tangible. Like, and so, but it was black. It was, it was a void. So I'm, it's happening like kind of rapidly. It's like, I would, I would go into it and then I'd come back to my body. And when I came back to my body, so it was like a couple flashes of it, right? Like at first it was like, boom, boom, a couple flashes. And when I would come to my body though, I would feel like my chest was caving in and I couldn't breathe. And I, so I'm praying though at this point, I'm praying in tongues, dude. I'm like, I'm yeah. praying. And, yeah. and, um, and my wife's trying to have a conversation with me. Cause she, she probably has no <laughs> idea what's going on. Right. <laughs> no, like she don't know. And like, so she's trying to like, talk to me like, yeah, you know, what's going on with, and, and I'm trying to explain to her, but like when I would talk to her, um, I'd, I'd start feeling my breath shortening. My chest would tighten. Like Man. I couldn't, I literally could, like I could get a few sentences out and then be like, and, and, and so at this point I started gasping for air. Like I'm like, <gasps> like hyperventilating. Oh, I'm feeling my breath like restrict. And she's like, I'm like, just pray for me. I was like, you know, and I'm like, I don't have time to talk right now. Just pray for me. You don't know. Like, I was like, you know, I'm freaking, I'm like, this is a spiritual thing. This is, you know, cause uh, it's like people probably think why I didn't go to the hospital. Cause the thing that I was so aware of is that this was spiritual. Like what, like okay. what's a doctor going to do? What is, um, like nothing could help me. That was probably one of the most terrifying things was that I understood the, the, when it comes to the things, like when Jesus said, like, don't, don't worry about the man that can kill your body, worry about the one that can kill your body and your soul. Mm -hmm. I'm realizing, oh, wow, there's nothing I can do right now. No, no one could help me. So I'm like, just pray for me. And so I'm, I'm going through this. We get home and I get in, I get to my house, I run to the room and I'm just on the floor. And, and so I'm in the floor and now at this point it was like, I was getting pulled out of my body again, but it was a lot more longer periods. Yeah. Um, it's a, so I'm, I'm in the state and it's a black void. Uh, and then all of a sudden there starts to become an image to it. I start to get sight of where I'm at, what's going on. And I look over 
And the same type of demons I seen when I overdosed, you know, when they're lining the halls. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same looking things. Uh, They're all on the right of me. It's like, there are like a line of them, probably like 15 of them or something. And then there was one that was kind of bigger. And so I'm looking at them and then I go to like, look at myself and I realize I'm in a hand. Uh, And it was like, you know, if you just, if you hold like something tiny in your hand, like I felt like a little pea or something in this giant hand that was just like cradling me. And when I look over on the other side, it was like, it was, it was, it was a kingdom of, of heaven or something. Like, I don't know if, if I don't, I don't know exactly. It was, it was a kingdom of light though. It was, mm-hmm. and it was like a tower. Um, Interesting. And so it was, it was light and darkness. Like on this side, it was darkness, And then I'm in the middle in this black void. And so I'm laying there. Like now the fear is just, it's gone from like a little panicky to like, dude, this is not a joke right now. Like, this is not tripping. This is not high. You are literally in another realm and hmm. you're like, you're like, what is going on? And so at this point I'm feeling my body like shrivel up and like people talk about like, like I'm having trouble breathing. I can't really breathe. Um, and even when you're in this state, in this void, you're, you're having a hard time breathing. Yeah. I'm feeling like, like, yeah, like the breath is coming very slow and it's like, and then when I would breathe out, it wasn't like a breath would come right away. It was Mm. like, it would, it would drag and it'd take a moment. And it was, and so I'm feeling, I don't know if you've ever been just extremely thirsty, like how your mouth just gets super, super, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Well, that's how I felt, except my entire organs. I could feel my individual organs like shriveling. Whoa. And so I think about, because I've heard of people talk about like having hell experiences and they say like, it's a, like you're thirsty and you can't. And so that comes to my mind and I'm feeling my body like shrivel up and there's fear that is like a jacket on you. It's, it's like fear is a thing. It's, it's a, it's almost like it's a, a being or something is, wow. is, was around me. So it's complete terror. And, and once I start like connecting these, these dots and this stuff is coming to me, um, I think of the scripture, like it's a dreadful and fearful thing to fall into the hand of the living God. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I'm like, is this what's happening right now? Like, I think this is what's happening right now because, and it just pure terror, like of what am I doing? What's going on? What do I, and so when, and when I talk about being out of my body, it's like, there's a piece of me aware that I'm on earth. So it's almost like there was a string connecting us. And if like my wife or something spoke to me, cause I don't know how the time was like, I don't know what the time was and all this stuff. Right. It was like, if she spoke to me, I could like, come back and 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 hear her but it was i would feel like if i was trying to talk to her because i'm telling her just pray just pray (laughs) and i'm feeling a pull back like i knew i had to come it was like i didn't even have control about being here i literally like out of my control was getting pulled back and i'm like so I, I, i go back right and so at this point i'm in this hand and next thing i know it's like one of the demons stands up the taller one stands stands up like forward and he said, we're tired of this kid. They said, he keeps coming to our kingdom and taking people out. And then he came back and ate off our table. And right then, dude, dude. everything made sense, bro. Yeah. Like, it was like, oh. And the worst part is I, I, I knew he was right. That was the worst part about it. You know, I knew exactly what he was talking about. I'm, now I'm thinking about like, 
you know, the leading people to Jesus, this stuff. And I'm like, and I literally just came back and just ate off the table. That's exactly what happened. Wow, so man. now I know that, the, the, you know, what he's bringing against me, what this demon is saying is true. And I have nothing that I could say. Like, mm -hmm. I knew that I was, you know, I was wrong. And then it was, there was a conversation that was going on. And I couldn't hear it. It was, it was like, I knew it was like, there was a court. I knew I was in the courts of heaven. There was a court case going on and it was almost like they were discussing legalities that I couldn't hear or something. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It was like, I was allowed to hear the charge brought against me, but I couldn't hear the back and forth. And, and so during the time there's this back and forth, I feel myself just dying, dying. Like death is just consuming me. I'm crying out for mercy like crying out for god to just like i'm sorry i'm sorry i learned my lesson like don't like don't me die right so this goes on for a little while i don't know how long but there was a stretch where it was just pure like how i would imagine at least a, a, a glimmer of what hell would feel like like mm -hmm. just void of life completely dry i couldn't you know so dry no no knowing no water i could drink would would stop it Mm -hmm. um just emptiness loneliness and complete hopelessness which was like one, it was the fear and the hopelessness and the discomfort of like my body like dying that was just so there <laughs> and um so during that point uh i basically was crying out to jesus and i basically started to give up like i started to i was like basically like you know what jesus i asked you to forgive me and like, cause it was wearing me out. There's a scripture that talks about I'm spent by your hand and the Psalm mm -hmm. says your hand has spent me. I've been spent by your hand. There's a, there's actually a few scriptures about the hand of God. Right. But that's, so I think of that and I'm, I'm tired. I'm physically like worn out at this point. And, and I'm like, I'm done. I said, I'm sorry, God, I, I messed up. Um, but I said, I believe in, you know, that, that you're good. And whatever happens, like, I know, you, I believe you're good. That's, and that's, mm -hmm. you know, sorry. And I basically give up. I just go limp in the, in the hand. I just lay back and I'm just like feeling, I, it feels like I'm literally just getting pulled away kind of thing, like drifting away or something. Mm -hmm. And, and at that moment, you know, I, I have a thought and I, you know, I believe it was God. Like he said something, you have to fight for yourself, like fight for yourself. Don't give up, like intercede for yourself. Talk, like continue to pray. So I started continuing to pray. I started trying to pray and pray. And then I started to, and during this time, I'm seeing like, it was like breath started. It was like, I told you, it was like this tower of, of like lights. And on the top, I knew it, God was there. I couldn't see like, this is God. It was just like, you knew that this was the fullness of the glory of God. It was at the top. And it was like, whenever everything was going on, there was the... I knew I was connected to the top, like, like that's the, the top of the light and the glory that I was like seeing a, a piece of was, was what was communicating down to like the representatives that were speaking in front of me. And so, um, I would see breath come to me. It was like from I the would, top of the tower. Yeah. It was like, I would, I would breathe and then I would feel my breath go. Right. And then I'd be like waiting for breath. And it was like I could feel and see just something like a, a something come to me. I don't know how to explain it. It was just like mm. I could I could sense that something was and then as soon as it would get to me, I'd go Dude. And be it was like the same breath that God breathed into Adam. Like it that's, was like that kind of same thing. Yeah, that's how that's how it felt. And so 
I'm I'm realizing now, like, oh my gosh, dude, all of my breath is really from God. Like this isn't like this, you know, we say this like it's like a, a I don't, you know, like um like an analogy, like no, mm-hmm. literally was giving me each breath. So now I'm like getting this breath, I'm realizing this. And and I started to think about my family. My wife was pregnant at the time. And I started to think about like just why I'm here, you know, and so I I basically was like, God, like, just have mercy. Like, like my kids need me. I'm gonna have a baby. I'm like, you know, like there's people that you've called me to. There's a purpose that's bigger than myself. Like once I started to think about, um, not myself. Once I started to think about why I'm here and the bigger picture, you know, um, I started to feel like a, a more and more breath was kind of like it's. It was like a slow release almost. And, um, and so this happens and I'm feeling almost a little better. And then all of a sudden it was like all of everything's attention turned. And so I like, look like what's everyone looking at? And it was a shadow of a cross, like comes out uh, of heaven almost like it was just a, a shadow of a cross. And what I sensed was it was like, God looked and remembered the cross. It was like his attention turned to the cross. And at that Mm. moment, I feel a release. And all of a sudden, I see Jesus come out of the kingdom of heaven. Like, where this thing's going on, I look over and I see him walking out. And it's like, it's it's weird. Because it's like when you see, it's like he he was embroidered in light. It It was a man of light that like, so when he comes out, everything's attention is like on him. He comes up to me, puts his arm around me, said, this one is mine. He belongs to me. And when he said that, I instantly like we turned to go in, and like you knew, I knew when he said that, like nothing had authority to to defute, you know, refute him. Dude, that's so, so awesome. <laughs> he says that, and I go back to my body. It was like I got shot back in, and as soon as I go to my body, I'm puking, like puking my guts out. I'm not talking about like you know, like like it. I could feel like it was like maybe demons getting pulled out of me. Mm-hmm. I'm puking, dude. Like. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. a lot. I know sometimes and, when people get delivered, like they do that, like they'll pee. Yeah. That, I mean, that's what it reminded me of because it was violent and it, it like hurt. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It was, it was, it was intense. And, and so I puke and, and then I collapse. My strength is gone again. I'm just done. And I'm thinking, all right, it's over. Thank God. But then next thing I know, I'm pulled back. And this time I'm in heaven. Like I'm in that tower that I've seen. And so when I see Jesus, it's like, everything else disappears like i'm aware like out of my peripheral everything was just like a a light like a white you know light because everything just disappeared around him and all i could see was like his smile and his eyes dude and it was like dude like it was it, it was like he forgot what just happened dude it was the weird like it wasn't any acknowledgement of what just happened when he see me it was like um, he forgot, he looked at me like he was proud of me. And he said, wow, maybe, maybe we shouldn't do that again. And, and um, <laughs> dude, like, oh, that was like, man. maybe we shouldn't do that again. Because it was like, he really spoke to me like, like, uh, like a friend and like, like, a like, I was, I was, I was with you. Not, not because I support you doing that, but because mm. I never leave you or forsake you. And so it was dude, like, when he said that, 
um, it just hit me like, you know, like, and you know, but I'm like, he's laughing like this is like, he, he was acting almost as if like, I just, you know, broke a glass or something like did something petty and, you know, like, like, and I'm thinking, but my mind is still stuck in this thing. Like, I'm like, did you not see what I just did? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, do you know what just happened? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, Cause yeah. he's acting like, all right, cool. Like, let's move on. But my mind is stuck there. Like what? Like, and so he starts walking me through, like, I'm like, you know, walking through this place. And like, again, it's like, every bit of you is focused on Jesus. Like you, it's like, you can't even, you know, detach yourself from him being the, the thing, you know, the, the prize. Um, but I'm aware of other beings. I don't know if they're angels, saints. And they were looking at me, like there was a sense of like shaking their head at me. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash donate and become a partner today. And it was, you know, it was all subjected. You brought demons to their gate, basically. Yeah, I don't, I, you know, and I still haven't figured that part out fully. You know, I actually, I think I have, you know, I mean, I, it's a sense of like, we have a cloud of witnesses. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. And that was the other part, actually, before Jesus came out, there was a cloud of witnesses that came around me and they started praying. And so, you know what I mean? That was that was right before Jesus comes out. And that was part of when, the, you know, the, the cross come out and everything. And so, like, now I'm walking through and I'm feeling like shame, you know, like just, you know, it's like feeling like you let people you care about down. It was it was like. uh what are you doing like you know better mm-hmm. kind of thing right you know yeah and so that's what the feeling was but jesus what didn't it was like jesus was walking around like i'm proud of this kid this is my this is my son we're just mm-hmm. going through a walk through the park kind of thing you know and but i couldn't shake the the shame and the condemnation aspect of it i couldn't shake what i just did knowing like i was i didn't deserve to be here and so the thing about it was in this tower it was like there was levels you know there was like six seven levels i don't know like there was multiple layers and i knew that the higher up you went was the closer to glory you know you got and so he where he brought me in was like a higher up place like it was like there was maybe one or two it was like these thin layers like um like veils almost mm-hmm. separating them okay and and intuitively you just knew there were they where they were right and so again, like when you're in heaven, when you're in the spirit realm, even like nothing is open, audible voices. It's just look and know. Mm. You just know things. You know it's all telepathic communication. Everything's just a knowing. And so, anyways, when when this all hit me, and I'm realizing like Jesus brought me to a high place, kind of thing. Like I'm like, why am I up here? I'm so, and you're aware of the glory of God, but I couldn't even like, I didn't have to to look up that. Like, you know what I mean? Like you just okay, know it's yeah. there. And it, so I'm still walking around like, I don't want to look there, you know? Yeah. So I just still processing through all of the guilt of what you did. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and I like, I turned my attention to like the lowest place in heaven. And next thing I know, I'm like shooting down and I go to like the bottom of this place, you know, and so and and so i'm i'm at the bottom like and i'm thinking about the you know god giving me his breath and i'm like every every breath is from god so 
I'm having this like revelation at the moment, like then every breath should be used to glorify God. Like, and, and at, so at this point I'm like, dude, I said, God, don't ever make me speak again. Like the, just the revelation of his holiness was so present. The revelation of my sin was so, you know, relevant and present at the time that I was like, uh, don't even make me speak. I don't want to talk anymore. Like, and I'm thinking about preaching the gospel. Like I'm representing this, you know what I mean? Like even on my best day, I'm realizing even the days that I thought I was doing everything good and no sin, no, like I'm thinking like, even on those days, I, I wasn't worthy to work to, mm. to represent this, you know? And so I'm like, just let me worship. And I'm just saying, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Like couldn't stop saying it. And, and, and then a few moments go by and Jesus comes back down to me. And he basically like, it was like, he was dealing, like wiping off the condemnation. Like he's just, it was like, he was just looking at me like it's, it's over, you know, move on, you know? And, and so I think of that scripture um, in, in Colossians three or Philippians three, when Paul says, you know, this one thing I do do is let go of the past and, and move forward and, and yeah. focus on the mark and the, the goal of the call ahead. And I realized, I think that was definitely part, like that is, that's, I think what that revelation means is, just let it go. Like hmm. it's done. You're here now. Like you're forgiven. Like it's it's gone. Hmm. So this time I'm like, okay, you know, like, but I didn't even want to go. Like I, you know, like I wanted to be with Jesus, but I didn't. I, but I'm like, all right. So I go. He takes me back to where he originally brought me. And this time I'm kind of walking through with him, but I feel more confident. You know, like I, I it wasn't in me. My confidence was like, hey guys he brought me here. You know, he loves me. He forgave me. Like, I'm going to tell y'all I'm here. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) He says I'm cool. So we're cool. (laughs) Yeah. So like, that's how that the next time felt. And then after this, I went into this place where it wasn't, it wasn't a place. I just felt like I was in this void of light. And next thing I know, it felt like just information started hitting me. And so for about 20 minutes, it felt like, I don't know, again, know how long all this, about 20 or 30 minutes, I'm just getting hit with revelation, with love, with light, to the point where I just felt like I was going to explode. Like it was just filling me, filling me, filling me. And I'm understanding everything about so much stuff that like, I can't even keep up with it. But the more that came, and it was weird because there's this piece of, I know I don't deserve this. Hmm. And then this overwhelming love that was present at the same time. So you're mm-hmm. going through this like, you know, crazy pleasure mm-hmm. and and just goodness. Yeah. And also being aware that you didn't deserve it. And that almost made it worse. You know what I mean? It, you know what I mean? Because it was like, wow, I really don't deserve this. Why are you being so good to me right now? And, and it was like Jesus was communicating to me like, this is what you want, right? Like this, isn't this what you wanted to, to understand these things? So all this stuff's coming to me. And I'm telling God to stop. And like after a few minutes, I said, stop. I, and I'm realizing just so much. And like a lot of this stuff, I forgot a lot of it is in my spirit. And I don't know how to put it in words. You know, mm-hmm. it, it it's just a knowing. And and like, um, so I'm telling him to stop. I said, send me back to my body. You know, like I, I, I can't take it anymore. I said, if you show me one more thing, I'm going to die. Like if one more revelation comes to me, I'm going to die. And then I think about Paul. He said, I, I went to heaven and, I, and I, I, I saw things I can't tell you. Yeah. And I realized, I said, there's certain revelation that can kill you. Like it, 
like that's how it felt like i was in it just felt like i was going to explode like i'm seeing stuff that's holy and 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 good and and that's the only way i could explain it. i feel like i was going to explode from light oh man like, and um and so this goes on for some time and then i just slowly start drifting back to my body like i just feel my body calling me back kind of and i feel the like and and i remember going back and saying like 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 looking at myself and being like and when i came back i'm i'm sober it's like and i'm just like processing it but i'm thinking like thank god but there was this awareness that this 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 reality is still there and so then the reality of like do this is always here mm. like like right now we're sitting here talking but our spirits are in the spirit doing something else you know what i mean so like yeah it was weird the rest of the night i i all i could really say was like hallelujah and just like just look at jesus like you know what i mean not not in the way that i had in in that but i would just close my eyes and just run it through my head think about him and just i just like said hallelujah basically all night for about three days i i was scared to talk like it's it sh- the the fruit of this more than anything was like it put so much fear of god i mean you know like I, like i was like lord i don't think i want to talk anymore like unless mm. it, like how like like what what do i say anymore you know like it, mm. it was like and so you know he he dealt with that i think you know after a couple of days like i was scared to talk but he basically like, like what do you mean like i you know i i still called you to do this i still you know uh corinthians 3 second corinthians 3 says we all are qualified to share the 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 new covenant like you know mm-hmm. like shine for me basically like get up like move on and so um oh, yeah Jeez. how did you even break that to your wife you're like so remember when when you didn't know like did she figure out what was going on after a little while or the whole time was she like i have no idea what's going on i'm just gonna pray no no she knew what was going on but she didn't know what to do so i'm like pray um and like but i would like every now and then she would go to say something and you know she's like talking to me calm and like well should i you know and i'm like just pray please (laughs) i remember i was like i was like look i don't know if you know i was like i don't know you might not be an intercessor right now but i'm gonna make you one tonight (laughs) you're gonna learn tonight (laughs) just pray for me you know like oh man so what what like changed like because this is a pretty crazy and i think the thing that i noticed from like when i watched the testimony of you telling this over the span of like an hour or 45 minutes or whatever um was i had quite a few moments where i went ah so that's what's happening when i'm doing this or when i'm when i'm praying or like even just the the message of salvation um Mm -hmm. through that and the, the the power of the cross um, and the fulfillment of the law that Jesus did on the cross um, became so much more powerful to me. And I was just like, even while you were telling it again, I was just getting kind of teary eyed because I was just like, whoa, like, whoa. When it says he removes our transgressions as far as the east is from the west, uh, it, it, that experience provided context, even more context for that. Um, yeah. But what is it what was the process like walking out of that whole experience and as the months went by and the years went by what has that process been like like how has that changed you 
Like I said, I think, you know, I definitely wrestled, not really wrestled, actually. I definitely double checked. Like, am I sure that this is what happened? Because I know people hearing this are like, he was high. He just was high. And I'm like, the thing that's interesting to me is I'm like, if this was somebody having this experience saying they saw demons and, and you know, Jesus is Lord, um, we would have no problem with it because it, it, it feeds uh, our, our, our um, story, right? Mm-hmm. But because I think in a sense that uh, something good came from it or I had an encounter with Jesus, people are like, that's not, it can't be real. Right. He imagined it yeah. because he didn't deserve that, right? Shrooms yeah. are bad, you, right? I'm aware of that, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And so walking out of it, I look at the fruit of it. All it did was was make me uh, love Jesus more. All it did was put more of a fear of the Lord in me. And it, it humbled me in a lot of ways. And so walking out of it, and I have to remind myself stuff still because it's easy to get caught up in things and and, and I have to, you know, and forget um, because it, it basically brought me to a place of more reverence, like understanding worship more, mm-hmm. like understanding praise more and that it's not for us or for it it's for him but Mm. us giving to him all automatically gives to us it's like a circle of you know of Mm -hmm. of like and and so it 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 gave me a better understanding of worship of praise and that's why it says in the bible you know enter my gates with thanks and and um my courts with thanksgiving i'm gonna flip those but you know what i mean yeah i got um, you and uh, um, so it gave me a revelation on that and the importance of worship. But it, I think it, it chilled me out a lot, you know, like to because, you know, evangelists are we're very we're fire. Like, you know, yeah. like, go, 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 <laughs> you know, like, like, let's just go. Like, And so I think it, it taught me a little bit to chill a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. and and just appreciate salvation in itself and, and be grateful for the smaller things, because I, I, I just always think now about where am I in the spirit right now? Mm. Am I in a place of worship right now? Am I flirting with evil? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, yeah. if I went back to that state right now, where would I, what would my situation be kind of thing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Interesting, man. Yeah, dude, man, I have like a million questions. <laughs> like, okay, did you see, so did you see things that like you would go, okay, that's an angel, like when you were up there? Yeah, but it's not like they, they don't look like people or, you know, you've seen a movie. It's like a blonde hair, blue eyed guy uh-huh, with wings. Yeah. And, you know, it yeah. it wasn't like that. And and again, it was like there was an aspect of it that was definitely veiled off. Like, I think if the fullness of heaven and its glory was revealed in that, I would have died. Like when, when I because it, it was as if like a, a white sheet was placed over it. So I saw the lights. I could say, oh, this is. Uh, this color light this is this type of you know hue of of green or something and mm-hmm. um but and i could see that there was details but i don't think the fullness was unveiled to me so like there was an awareness of 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 saints and it would be like you know like it would be kind of like a human face but it was it was lights they were they were light beams yeah. it, it was yeah. like a being of light kind of you know yeah man so going back to speaking of being of lights because i remember i wrote this down um the beings of light, when you said they would come, when you, before you were, you know, walking with Jesus, and the beings of light would come to you, you said that you know, they would bring peace and love. But then when they would, when I'd be done with it, like it would, I couldn't keep it. I couldn't keep mm-hmm. that feeling. Was that your conclusion? Were they m- evil things masquerading as beings of light, or was it actually? Do you feel like it was like messengers 
you know, like a lot of angels and messengers, right? Mm -hmm. They were coming and saying, dude, like, stop. Like, if you don't, we're here to tell you, stop. We have a message to tell you, stop. Like, it, so yeah, was it, were they evil or were they good? No, I think they were evil because, um, so the, the, the beings of light that I saw were in, in very many ways, the same stature. They were literally human shapes, but light, pure light, like a fiery light. Mm -hmm. uh, there was one that was orange. There was one that was purple, Whoa. like a purplish and, and like a bluish. And then there was another one that was like more of a red. And then there was another one that I was laying down. There was no, it was like, he was huge. It was, it was like 20 feet tall. And cause of his legs, he was sitting, like if I'm sitting in a chair, I was at his feet and I could see like his shins were up and then it was his knees and I was like oh wow this thing's really big the other ones were in front of me like dancing um and he had his hand over me like waving his hand over me like relax like you know what I mean the thing that stuck out to me was there was always something off about them hmm. it's like you felt like comfort because they were being nice to you and you know nothing was happening but there was this core feeling of like something don't feel right about this something is off about this um, and so I think the, the level of peace was, was significantly different in, in the mushroom experience because it was, it was like drinking, you know, clean, clean drinking water versus trying to take some water out of a Creek. And, you know, it was like, it was just a difference of, of, um, purity is the best way, the best word I could use for it. It was, it was pure joy, pure light. Um, the, the other experiences before were light with like a little uncertainty light with a little confusion you know what mm -hmm. i mean yeah yeah and it's interesting to see kind of your whole progression from when you started getting uh dabbling in drugs and then psychedelics and um was you know people you said it started with weed and i've i know a lot of people who are ex-drug addicts who say they're like weed was my entry point and that's why they call it a gateway drug right yeah. um yeah. And that you were talking about how when you had weed, it was like providing a missing piece like, ah, this is and then it was like, suddenly that wasn't enough. And then it was like, okay, no, no psychedelics are the thing that's the missing piece. Uh, do you yeah. feel like that's pretty common amongst people who get into substance abuse? Yeah, for sure. Because it's like, you know, everything when it's new. It's exciting when you're young, especially because that's when most people get into these things. It, it, you're you're not fully matured in a lot of things, mm -hmm. not mentally, not, you know, ethically or morally or any way or, you know, like you're you're young, you're naive. And so because you have the, something you experience, something good or exciting, it's like um, it hooks you in. It's like, well, I laughed on this, you know, it made me laugh more than normal. So it must mm -hmm. be good. You know what I mean? I had more uh, and people laughed more when I was talking to them. So I must be funnier. You know, like that's how it got me. It was like, oh, well, when I hang out with my friends, they laugh more at me or with me. I laugh more. I have more peace. So it must be good. And so I think that there's just I think there that there's levels and degrees to the. Um, I think each thing takes you deeper, like the way that I saw heaven with like levels, I, I believe, I know that, you know, people say all sin is equal. I don't believe in that anymore because mm -hmm. I think when it, when it talks about um, if you, if you do one of these sins, you violate the whole law. I don't think that God is, is equal, equalizing them. He, he was saying more of like, 
look, if you do one thing, you, you've done all these things. But in the in the realms of the spirit, like the legalities for things, I think definitely has uh, it definitely matters. Um, for example, I think it like if I went and killed somebody, what that would bring into my life, you know, demonically is significantly greater than if Versus I go steal you, a piece of candy. Right. I was going to say then shoplifting. I, I totally get you. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's all sin. Yeah. It's, it's sin is death still. But that death that comes with that is much greater. You know, mm. the condemnation, the shame, the just the warfare you put yourself into the, the yeah. great there. There's more legality and access they have through that, you know. Yeah. Well, I think, too, again, that was another big takeaway talking about legality and access. Uh, that was a big takeaway from your testimony was like the demons come and be like, hey, man, like this guy's been taking people from our kingdom. Then he comes back and he eats off of our table, you know, and I'm just like, Again, it was just such a clear picture of like being a lot more mindful of the things we're engaging in. Um, you know, even if we are walking with the Lord, if there's, I don't know, a TV show that maybe you shouldn't be watching or like, what is that doing to the spiritual atmosphere of your home? Uh, because I mean, a lot of people know, like, and this is the way I used to be too, because um, I would be a little bit more loose about the things I would watch. Right. And so I'd like, but suddenly you find yourself thinking thoughts you wouldn't normally think or talking a certain way that you wouldn't normally talk. And it's like you're filling your home with this thing that's not. Let's put it this way. You wouldn't want if Jesus came, you, he you wouldn't want to be caught watching, it, you know. So uh, but yeah, I think that was like such a like a vivid picture of like, oh, man, like. Really causes you to search and be like, man, like, what are some things in my life that shouldn't be here? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, man. Yeah. And then, Oh, one other thing I wanted to ask just as kind of, um, it's not really connected, but, um, cause you were mentioning that you were, you know, you'd gone through withdrawal when you were in jail and, um, and, uh, and you were, you had mentioned something about like, I wasn't on drugs anymore, but I was still dealing with the, the, uh, the, the depression and the anxiety. Are those, do those, do you feel like those with drugs, do those go hand in hand? Like if you, if you're, um, a, you know, in, you know, wrestling with drug addiction, right. Is there, even when you stop, do you still have to deal with depression and anxiety? Cause I'll, I'll kind of paint it this way. My brother um, was telling me about some people that he knew. Uh, he was kind of recounting a story and he was saying like how they were dealing with cocaine addiction. And he's like, the thing about cocaine is like, it would take you really high. But then once you stop, it's like the low is low. And the more you take and the higher you get, the lower the crashes afterwards. Is that kind of does that make sense? Can you can you extract no, no, what I, I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Yeah, that's that's essentially what it is in addiction. It's it 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 takes you. You have a plateau, like everyone has their level. You take a drug, it lifts you up, and then it slams you lower. So then you take it again to get back, and you go up and then down. And basically, every time you you do it over time, it takes more and more of that drug to get base level. And so, especially with like heroin. By the end of anybody's heroin addiction, if they make it through, they're not getting high anymore. You're just getting normal. 
because without it you're just at your low you know what i mean that's what people that smoke weed it's like they do it so much it's like a cigarette to them you know what i mean they're yeah. not really getting high they're like i need this to just be normal i'm not high on it you know and um it definitely goes hand in hand but i also was diagnosed with bipolar and depression and you know manic depression add um you know through a doctor and i'm not one of those people that really over spiritualize stuff when it comes to mental health and stuff i do believe that you can have a you know chemical imbalance and stuff mm -hmm. like that I, yeah. but i do also believe that faith can override that you know sure. i do think the blood can definitely be applied you know but um but uh where i would say that uh 90 percent of my bipolar disorder was gone. Like it was like, if I didn't take care of myself, like you were even saying with like what I watched, what I listened to, I actually did an experiment because, you know, I, I was big into rap and, and I didn't listen to like terrible uh, rap, but there was probably like, uh, probably like six months of my of my walk coming to Jesus that every now and then if someone I knew dropped a new album, I'd have to listen to something, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like, oh, let me yeah. just check it out, Jesus, uh -huh. you know? And I actually did an experiment with it and what i noticed was that there was there was be a day that i would listen to these rappers a couple rappers i liked and and if i listened to their music by the end of that day i would be irritated about mm -hmm. life and i'd be complaining oh this and, and start feeling s sad you know stuff like that but then the next day i'd listen to worship only and by the end of the day i'm singing in my kitchen and you know what i mean like yeah. in a better mood and so um if I so if the most of the bipolar is gone, most of the depression is gone. I'm not really dealing with it anymore. I'm not on medicine or nothing. Um, but if I didn't take care of myself, I would I would get some of the symptoms like, you know what I mean? I'd go through a little bit of mood swings, stuff like that. But yeah, for the most part, I think mental disorders go hand in hand with addiction. I'd say 75 mm. percent of it can go away with, you know, stop getting high, stop drinking, stuff like that, you know. Mm. OK, so we actually have a, a question from uh, Carol. In the chat, she says, my children are doing mushrooms. I plead the blood, blood of Jesus over them. But what else can I do? It, it's hard. It's hard because it's it's such a like it's such a real thing. Because they are they are having experiences like they're it's it's like if I told, you know, someone to go to church and this and this is part of what my frustration was, why I took went and took them again, because it's like if I take someone to church, hey, come to church. It's like there's not a guarantee that they're going to encounter Jesus. There's not a guarantee that they're going to get born again or something. Right. So they go, they they sit through and they're like, OK, and, and leave. Like I did that for a whole year. And um, but I can grab someone and say, dude, come try these mushrooms. And I can guarantee without a doubt you're going to have a, a spiritual experience of some, something's going to happen. Something's mm -hmm. going to transpire from these things. That's going to make you go like, Oh, wow, this is cool. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So there's, it's like, it's, it's giving them something that like, Jesus is not on our time. You know, the Holy ghost is not a, a genie in a bottle that we can just be, Hey, give that person this encounter and make this happen. Right. And so, um, so the, the thing about it is you you know, it's like you can't tell these people, oh, you're deceived. Oh, you're because it's like when you're if you're having the experience, I like I can't come and tell you, you know, you're not talking to me right now. Like we didn't talk today. You're like, what? I, what do you mean? We're talking, you know, like your reality is like we are definitely having this conversation. But if I'm yeah. just like, you know what I mean? And so I think a lot of times with when it comes to psychedelics, I know when people used to come up to me, I had actually someone evangelized to me um, on two separate occasions. Um, and one occasion, this lady came up to me 
gave me a track, looked at me like I was an idiot or something, you know, looked at me and she said, you need Jesus and, and walked off, <laughs> you know, you know, and I said, what, <laughs> you know, like, cause I'm like, amazing uh, delivery. Yeah. yeah. I was like, <laughs> all right. You know what I mean? And, um, and so, and so the reason I'm saying that is that like, it's so, so much intercession is I think more what turns a soul or mm. helps a soul turn rather than you telling them this, telling them that, um, you know, no, this is demons. No, you know what I mean? Like you, I get, you know, you could bring it up. Like, this is what, you know what I mean? But when you're living in that reality and these things are appearing as they're appearing and your heart's hard towards Jesus, it's like, there's not much you could do. And I hate saying that, you know, I hate like, there's so many people I know my, my brother-in-law just o- overdosed, you know, two weeks ago, one of my best friends just overdosed a week before that. You know what I mean? I'm seeing people drop like flies because of this stuff. And it, it kills me. It, it mm. like, I, I get, I, I've gotten frustrated with God multiple times. Cause I'm like, and these yeah. people, man, I prayed for them. Yep. Uh, actually the one guy, he was the guy, when I went to the, the pod, he was the one that was like, dude, give it time. He was the one telling me to stay, but when he Whoa. left, he, he didn't want to give up, you know, sex. He wanted to sleep with his girlfriend and, and it let him right back and he died. You know, the, the other, my brother-in-law, he, you know, I brought him to church. He, he even believed in Jesus, but he couldn't break free. And I don't know what the answer is, but I do know this, that just don't give up in praying. You know yeah. what I mean? Pray that the next time he does it, you know, that Jesus would reveal himself to me because mm-hmm. it does open you up to the spirit. And I think, you know, if you look and you see people that did uh, psychedelics and converted many of them uh had an encounter with Jesus or or a demon or something happened when they were in that mind state to to help them transition there's a movie called um hippie Fri- um Hi- hippie preacher about a guy named uh, I think Larry Frisbee back in the 60s he had an encounter with Jesus on acid and turned into a revivalist you know what i mean mm-hmm. and um and so i would just say you know keep praying for him keep praying yeah, for him yeah. don't don't try to um you know jam the word down his throat and you know what i mean it, it, um just pray for his heart to turn and for you know the right people to enter his yeah. life and lies to be exposed you know mm-hmm. yeah i think that's good i think that's good because i think too we can the whole vending machine thing you know like the holy spirit's not a genie in a bottle where it's like oh go do this give this person this encounter dude i know and honestly like when i was listening to you talk about um your frustrations from when you came to Jesus and then when you had that mushroom experience, um, that, that time of frustration, I was like, yeah, I was like every, every Christian who I think is pursuing the Lord has that same dialogue with the Lord of like, man, like, I want to know that you're real. I want to know that people are going to have these experiences. Why aren't some people having these? Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. And I think too, it's like if, if number one, if we had sat there and, and been like, okay, uh, it worked this way this time where we all ate, uh, we all ate toast with strawberry jam on it. And then we prayed. And then so-and-so got healed. So we're going to legislate everybody eating toast with, with jam. And then it's like, everyone's going to get healed with weird analogy. I know, but, um, yeah. <laughs> but you get, I get you where, it's like, where it's like, we try to kind of create these formulas where it's like, but when God shows up and he shows up the way he chooses to, we know it's not us. Right. 
And sometimes I sit there and I've, I've had these moments where I'm like, God, why didn't you do this for this person? Why don't you do? And the God has been very clear. He's like, I wasn't after that, that thing that you were so focused on. I wasn't after, that's not what I was after in him. And I was just like, mm-hmm. sorry, you, you do you God, you got it. You're good. Yeah. You know? And it, yeah. it puts the fear of the Lord back in you where you're like, Phew. and I feel like that happened with you too you know, in your experience, but yeah, going back to the whole, like interceding over people, pleading the blood of Jesus over people. Absolutely. You know, there's scripture is very clear. There's power in his name, you know, there's the power in the name of Jesus, but, but ultimately it is God in them. Right. That's kind of what you're saying. Yeah. Ultimately that's at the end of the day. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And, I, you know, um, that was one of the things that my experience humbled me with is like, I, you know, I, like I'm not I, I'm very honest about it. I got frustrated with God many times and still do at times because you forget these things. Yeah. And you're like, God, I'm trying to do your, your will. I'm trying to, you know, do the right thing. And it's like, why? Why not? You know what I mean? And and um, actually, I don't, I'm going to try to tell this very quickly, but yeah, you're I, good, actually, man. I have a testimony that blew my mind and my theology. Uh, a little bit and um and and it, it opened my eyes to the importance of intercession um for for one there's certain people that i've like discipled and and and, and i noticed that uh one guy in particular uh he was struggling to get off suboxone i was praying for him i was discipling him he's coming to bible study and stuff but he uh he couldn't stop taking suboxone you know and i knew that was he we both knew that was like the the last little snare keeping him from moving forward you know and i you know he was saved and everything he just couldn't shake it and um and so i I started praying for him and uh, i took him to philly with me to do outreach we come back and um Dude, he's on fire for God. He's on fire for Jesus. And and I remember I said before I dropped him off at his car after the trip, because he was he was testifying like, "Hey guys, I'm still struggling. There's a bunch of addicts in Kensington. I, I love going there. I'm, I'm planning to go soon." But he um he's like, "Hey, I, I haven't got it figured out, guys. I'm still struggling with this, mm-hmm. but Jesus, you know." And it was it was actually a good testimony, and it was reaching people. But um he comes back and and I prayed for him to be free, and I and I said, "Man, how you know how are you doing?" And he said he stopped taking it. He was sick. Um, and I remember one day he said he was struggling. He texted me, and said, I'm struggling. This a couple of days after. And I, I remember in my car, I I got like righteously anger, angry, not towards God, not like just at the the situation. And I got like I was praying like I was mad, like I was angry. You know what I mean? And 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 I was like, God, just like like I was getting like um demanding almost mm-hmm. you know what i mean and and people are like what you know like that's but that's what like i was like god do it for him like just like i was i was in it i was in my car just going in for like 30 minutes and dude he calls me two days later he supernaturally went through withdrawals in two days it normally takes like a month to detox like he got free in two days god wow. tested him a little bit dude and he got i mean he got free and everything and and you know was was good and um and I was praying for him. He's growing. Dude, mm-hmm. I, I got discouraged with some things in my own life. And I stopped praying for him for like two weeks. And next thing I know, he's back. And, and mm-hmm. so, I, you know, I, I'm not putting the responsibility on us. We know God is sovereign. But we take lightly the responsibility we do have as priests. Mm-hmm. 
we, we are priests. We're, we're, you know, that's why my Instagram is kingdom priests because that's our first position, you know, after we're sons, but we're, we're priests. Hmm. And, and so um, I realized me, I just knew me taking that week of, of slacking in prayer, you know, for, for other people, even myself, like, I don't think yeah. that was a coincidence, you no. know what I mean? And, um, and so, no, so and, you're, you're all that person has, right? Like, yeah, maybe yeah. you could have been the only person praying in that person's life. And right. man, and that's the other thing, man, we see some people, it seems like they get it quicker, but they're, they're, what they're, you know, you're, you're a fifth generation, you know, um, Christian, you have five generations before you praying for you and someone else, their entire generations in witchcraft. And you're wondering why are they struggling more? Well, look at the path that was prayed out. Like the cloud, the great cloud of witnesses too, right? That's kind of, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Cause I've had people that have like been transported to heaven and described like a lot of stuff that you, you were, you saw. Uh, And so it's like, even like the cloud of witnesses thing, which I mean, I remember when I was a young Christian, I didn't quite understand that. I was like, I don't know what that is anyways you know yeah, uh yeah. but dude yeah it really makes you think though of like okay god and this is a homework for everybody of like okay who are some people that i've maybe been in the same point where i slacked off you know where i was praying for them and then suddenly it was like ah whatever they're probably good now yeah. um man yeah yeah but and, and like i but you know it, it's like it's this balance of not feeling condemned or putting the weight on you, but also being aware that it does matter. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so I've, I've wrestled with that too, you know, but um, yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy, man. Cause I've definitely seen some crazy testimonies of people coming to Jesus and the ones that seemed like they happened the most radical were the ones. It's funny because they were the ones that I didn't particularly like, like, you know, you know, people like friends, you want them more saved than like just a random person. You know, you want everyone saved, but there's that personal like attachment to that person. Like, oh, I really want them. And it seems like it's the ones that I do like where I'm like, you know, I'm not God leads me and I'm I'm not really like personally attached to that person. Or you know what I mean? It seems like the times that I personally want it to happen least is the times that God shows up the most. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Dude, seriously, man. Or like the things that he uses and you're like, really? Like like yeah. a message I give that's just like really just janky, you know? And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, that's not, if I were to choose the one that God is going to use, it wouldn't be that one. And God's like, that's going to be the one I'm going to use. And it's yeah. going to, you know, and you're just like, really? Like, and uh, yeah, I just feel yeah. like that's, I mean, that's all over the Bible too. God's being like, you know. I'll yeah. use this janky person and that janky thing. And that's going to be how I'm going to, um, yeah. Yeah. I think it, it reminds me of a uh, Gideon, you know, where God eliminates the army is like, if, if it's more people then you know, it's not me. Like I want them to know it's me doing this. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely, man, dude, man, this is like, I, I'm just, I'm, <laughs> just like got a lot going through my head right now dude like i think a lot this is like really impactful to a lot of people um which is exactly what i think god wanted there's a there's so much to take out of this um and this is something that's going to bring a lot of 
healing to people that are in addiction. It's going to bring a lot of healing and, and context and clarity to people who have loved ones like Carol, who are, mm -hmm. who are in addiction, who are experimenting with drugs. Um, oh yeah, dude. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope so, man. I, yeah. you know, and, and with, when I did this testimony last time, it definitely helped a lot of people that were, were struggling with, uh, with, with either on the fence of it or it opened their eyes and made them think about some, rethink some things. A lot of people that were about to start doing it and, and thought twice about it. And you know, the sad part, man, is like, we see the world we're living in. The sad part is that this stuff is being blasted more and more as normal. Now, like mushrooms are the new weed. Like people fought for weed to be legalized and normalized. And like, it's, oh, it's no big deal. Now people don't really care about weed. You know what I mean? Like in, mm -hmm. in the professional world, people don't. It's like, yeah, it's cool. And now the same thing is happening with mushrooms. And that's because science is coming behind it and, and showing like, oh, this is happening. This is, you know, that's happening. And, and it's like the the spiritual world doesn't abide by these you know what i mean and i'm not knocking science i think science but just because you're seeing this happen and that happen doesn't mean that there's not more that's happening that you're not seeing you know right. what i mean or yep. you know yeah exactly so this to me uh somebody is asking uh, in your opinion josh should people send this to people who are in addiction absolutely you know what i mean especially yeah man i mean that's that's who who my heart like that's one of the main things i'm here for you know what i mean and 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 the reason being is is you know I, i've walked through it uh you know mm -hmm. and i i know how how it feels uh especially if you uh especially with people that want nothing to do with god to be honest like those are my favorite ones to talk to you know what i mean the, the, the because it's like I, I get it you know and um yeah, you know, I think it, it would at least get someone to, to think and entertain. You know, God is definitely real. I promise you. Like, I know for a fact, God is real, <laughs> you know. Um, Come on, man. Yeah, that's so good. Okay, well, um, Josh, can you do me a favor um, and just pray for the people? Of course. As you feel course. led. Of course. Father, I just thank you for your grace and your goodness. I thank you for all the things all the people and all the goodness that, that flow from your hand. I thank you for the times that, that you've blessed us when we didn't deserve it, the times you forgave us when we couldn't forgive ourselves, and the times that you're working behind the scene and we have absolutely no idea. I just thank you for your holiness. You're worthy and you're holy. And I just I just ask you, Father, that that every single person that this was intended for would 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 hear it, Lord. And I just pray for every single parent that uh, has a, a child struggling with these things. I ask that you'd give them the wisdom, that you'd give them the discernment, and you'd give them to, the love to break through to those places, Lord. I ask for every hardened heart uh, to be turned, to be softened, Lord, that, that you would enlighten the eyes of the heart of anybody watching this or anybody connected to somebody watching this. And I just ask, Lord, even just worldwide, um, Every person that is struggling in addiction, every person that is is bound uh, beneath lies, Lord, and deception, I just pray that you would just send a wave of refreshment and just take the the blockages off their eyes and just 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 tweak their heart, Lord, just uh, turn people to you. I just ask for your goodness to be exalted, and I just ask for your mercy 
Lord, please have mercy on us, Lord. We know not what we do. And so I just ask that you would show us, uh, guide us and lead us, Lord, and help us to follow you as you intended. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Josh, um, how can people follow you? Because you're on um, socials a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I try. You know, it's funny because I, I I'm not crazy about social media. Yeah. Uh, but God's <laughs> like, you know, it's like I'm I'll, I'll be on and then I'm like I don't want to be on this stuff, you know. But um, you can follow me on Instagram at a uh, Joshua underscore Kingdom Priest. You can also follow me on TikTok at Joshua underscore uh, underscore Kingdom Priest, uh, and I have a YouTube uh, just Joshua Zatkoff. Z-A-T-K-O-F-F. And um, you could uh, follow, follow my podcast on, on um, Apple and Spotify, uh, Farewell to the Surface. And so, yeah, what's yeah. that about? So Farewell to the Surface, it's it's really um, just talking about life beneath the surface. That's, you know, like my little intro motto thing, right, is is um, just talking about things like, you know, there's so many podcasts out now. Everyone's doing podcasts. And I think it's a great thing. Um, and so I I wanted a podcast that was just talking about, you know, things like this, things that 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 matter, like not, you know, the things that's going on in pop culture, which is what a lot of them are. And, and um, you know what I mean? But I also didn't want it to be limited to, to Christianity. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, it's definitely going to be mostly faith based and a lot uh -huh. of spiritual stuff. Yeah. But like I, I'm actually having one tomorrow and my next episode is and it's, and it's about addiction, you know, not necessarily from a faith perspective, even just, you know, just about addiction, someone that works in the, that community. And um, and so, yeah, just different things, mental illness, just, you know, emotions, uh, you know, and insecurity stuff like that just mm -hmm. i want people to be able to my, myself included to really just put their what's going on inside on awesome. the table you know awesome and then that's on spotify and then is it just on spotify or do you have it in other places well it's on, it's on anchor and so i got the videos i'll post oh, okay. on youtube and yeah. um and spotify and apple apple podcasts so there you go link is in the description to everything that we talked about guys go Listen to his podcast, go follow it, subscribe to it. All that good stuff is YouTube. Follow him on Instagram, TikTok, all that good stuff. Dude, seriously, thank you so much. And you were generous with your time. Um, thank you. you know, it's just, it was, it was awesome. Awesome. Uh, I, pre I appreciate you having me. I and I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. You know what I mean? It was, it was definitely a good time. Thank you. Good. Absolutely. All right, everybody. That's our show. Have an amazing, amazing Monday. We'll see you again on Wednesday. We've got, we had a little switch up. It was going to be Kelsey O'Malley. Now it's Krista Elisha. It's going to be awesome. So tune in on Wednesday, 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time, and we'll see you then. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.